0: Welcome to EAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. Tune in as the experts in dental business share tips and tools to grow your practice. To learn more, visit dentalbilling.com. Please welcome our next guest.
1: Welcome to the Growing Your Dental Business Podcast, where we chat with members of the eAssist Consultant Network. And I hope that you are enjoying spring as much as I am in my neck of the woods. My name is Jacqueline Hurley. And I am the director of Dental Zing as well as the director of the consulting network where Dental Zing is the educational platform for both eAssist assist Dental, Consul- Dental Solutions and Dr. Charles Blair's Practice Booster. That's kind of a mouthful. So today we are going to talk a little bit about the hygiene department. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Emmy Sanders, who has been a registered hygienist. Hi, Emmy. Hi. <laughs> For more than 30 years, she is a lead productivity coach at Inspired Hygiene. And one thing I know about Emmy is she has a lot of passion in her life, not just for oral care and dentistry, but she has just a lot of passion in her life in general. She was most recently honored as a 2023 Hygiene Educator of the Year semifinalist. Congratulations, Emmy. That is a huge honor. Good yes, job. Yes, it is. Thank you. You're You're welcome. I would love for you to just take a minute and talk a little bit about how you got into dentistry and what, what is it that helped you become so passionate about oral care?
0: Well, let's see. So I got into dentistry. My mother was an OR nurse and, you know, you want to do what you grow up seeing, right? And my mother's like, absolutely not. <laughs> she said, you got to do something else because you always work nights, weekends, holidays as a healthcare provider. And I was like, okay, okay, got it. So we, I discovered dentistry. I also had a little crush on my favorite dentist, Dr. Pence. Don't tell him, but you know, whatever. And I love Laura, my hygienist. She was absolutely amazing. So I think it just kind of natural progression. That's how I got into it. I wanted to be a healthcare provider, but I didn't want to work nights and weekends. And it's so funny because now, you know, I work nights and weekends, whatever. Uh, But I love healthcare. And I love that dentistry is now partnered with healthcare and how we can really make an impact in our patients' lives. It, your head, your mouth, it's connected to the body and it really does make a difference. So that's kind of a long answer. Sorry about that, Jacqueline. You know, I, I talk a lot.
1: No, you're totally good. Well, you know, you've kind of taken it to the next level, right? It's one thing to have a strong passion for patients and their oral care, but you've taken it to the next level where you are also passionate about dental teams and what the hygiene program, you know, or the hygiene department looks like in a practice. So tell me a little bit about what a thriving hygiene department looks like.
0: Well, first of all, stepping into your role as a healthcare provider, because that's what we are. And I don't know who separated the two, dentistry, vision, and and everything else is over at a doctor's office, Right. Somebody took the eyes out and somebody took the mouth out, but that's okay. We're putting it all back together. So a thriving hygienist or hygiene department is going to be stepping into your role as a healthcare provider. It's also going to be knowing like what's your period percentage a lot of people or a lot of dental practices are not aware of exactly what your period percentage is. And what does that mean, right? So that means if we know that 50 to 75% of the adult population has some form of periodontal disease, we can safely uh, believe or, or understand that in our hygiene department, it shouldn't be all healthy pro right? All 11 10s. There should be some periodontal therapy. There should be periodontal maintenance. So knowing exactly where is your hygiene department's perio percentage? That's going to tell you, kind of put your finger on the pulse where you're, how you're treating disease for your patients. Because you don't have to be at 50%, but I know you got to be at more than zero, right? A good, healthy Uh, period percentage would be in the 30s 30 35 at least Um, another thing is think about profitability right it is a business we we've got a is your hygiene department profitable and and you can look at that in a couple of ways right how many uh, of your patients do you see actually need treatment and is scheduled over into the doctor's schedule So are we utilizing our intraoral cameras? Are we speaking to the patients not only about periodontal disease, but about a fractured tooth? Or are we showing patients? Because we know that 60% of what a doctor does should have come out of the hygiene department. So there's a benchmark, write that one down. That's kind of important. We also know open time. Right. So when you think about open time, that's the amount of time that there's not a butt sitting in the hygiene chair. And there's a sweet spot. You want to be between eight to 10 percent of open time. this it's just the hygiene chair. It's not the doctor chair. So open time needs to be eight to 10 percent. And why? Because a lot of people think, oh, I want it to be zero. I want it full all the time. No, you don't. There's got to be a healthy balance. And that's because if Mrs. Smith calls and says, Oh, I've got to go to a funeral today, I got to have a place to get her right back in the schedule within a week or two, right? So you got to have some healthy balance there. And typically, what we find is it's either way high open time, it means you don't have enough patients on the schedule. Or it's so flipping tight, you can't get an appointment for three months. And I'll tell you, that's where the majority of people are right now with um our current situation. I'm not going to get too far down that path, but uh seems like we've got a lot of make it up uh from from lost. Hygienists, right, leaving the profession post COVID, and uh, the patients still just trying to get them back in the schedule post COVID. We just find that these schedules are tight; they're packed. Um, anyway, those are a couple of benchmarks. So We talked about period percentage. We talked about open time. We talked about sixty percent of the doctor's schedule needs to be scheduled out of hygiene. You can also talk about, you know, profitability. What's that? What are we paying our hygienists and what are our hygienists producing? Right. So that needs to be at a healthy three to one. That means a, a hygienist that's let's use easy math. OK, <laughs> uh, I also said I'm, I wanted a career. I didn't have to do math. But here I am in dentistry doing math all the time. But that's OK. I love it. I love it. It's OK. So, if a hygienist, let's say $50, is making $50 an hour, we've got to ensure that we're producing $150, so three times more than our total compensation package. That's the key, total compensation package, not just your hourly, what you're getting paid, right? So, if we're making contributions to 401k for them, if we're you know paid vacation, yada, yada, yada. The total package, we gotta be producing three times more than that just for the business to be profitable and healthy. So those are just a few, four really good guidelines to help with uh knowing where is your hygiene department thriving, or do you have do you have some opportunity to do a few things different to change some of those numbers? I
1: hope I answered that question, along again. You did. In fact, so what I'm hearing is there's really more to being a hygienist than, than cleaning teeth. You need right. to be really good at diagnosing what's going on in the mouth so that you can either, you know, drive, drive these patients to, to treatment, which obviously the dentist would do the treatment for the most part. Right. And they just need to understand, I guess, They have to, I mean, I know that when you're in hygiene school, you learn how to clean teeth. Do you learn all the ins and outs of all these other tricks of creating productivity in a dental practice? You know what? No, you don't.
0: And I'm not shaming on any hygiene school because, goodness gracious, dental hygiene school is tough. I'm so tickled I graduated, right? It's tough. Uh, but they spend so much time talking about the fundamentals of hygiene that we really don't get into the, the business of hygiene we also don't get into the communication skills of hygiene right how do we communicate effectively with patients how do we communicate effectively in front of the patient to the doctor i mean gosh again if if we did cover all those things in hygiene school, I think hygiene school, they'd probably add another two years on.
1: There is a lot. That's why hygiene consultants are, you know, doing well and trying to help these dental professionals, you know, really turn around their business as far as, you know, productivity and all of that. And is there a way, have you seen any way possible to change, change it from being so tight with schedules? Yeah. Yeah. To bring in more hygienists what do you need to do is that the goal and you know a lot of hygienists have left the industry you said and so yeah. the trick is to try to find new hygienists is that the trick to trying to get your schedule back on task I don't know what is your
0: you know I wish there was one answer to fix that but there's not and and that's why you, you need you need people who who look at teams and look at different offices all the time because there's a lot of variability. We can add more hygiene hours. That doesn't mean the hygienist that you have right there is going to work more hours. That's not what I just said. I said add more hygiene hours. That means the ability to serve your community, your patients. You could do that. Sometimes you you're in a template where, you know, your office only can has so many rooms and there's no room to grow. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are state laws that prohibit. So like I'm from North Carolina. In North Carolina, our law is we can have one dentist, two hygienists. So they have to have just two hygienists for every one dentist working all the time. So you got to kind of know the ins and the outs of each state. So there's lots of different ways. So if you're trying to... One of my favorite ways is to lighten that schedule that's so tight. Is what I call shake the flakes. <laughs> you and flakes are flaky patients that are in your schedule. They're not the ones that always come and always love you and refer patients. They're, those aren't flaky patients. Flaky, flaky patients are the one that tell you, "Hey, yeah, I'm coming to my appointment," and then they don't show. Yeah. Right. So there's ways to get those flaky patients shaken off the schedule because what do you want to do? You want to replace those flakies with good, solid patients that want
1: the care that you and your team are providing. I love that. That's a great, I think that's a great suggestion. So, yeah. one thing you talked a lot about is perio and how important it is to get a perio protocol in the practice. So, Perio is kind of a serious disease, right? Very serious. And so it's obviously up to the hygienist to be able to diagnose, know exactly what needs to happen. So you come in and you kind of help them set up some protocols. Tell us a little bit about how that works.
0: Okay. So one of the things you can do is, hey, we need a perio protocol, right? And then hope that you guys can pull it all together. Well, (laughs) there are some teams out there that are able to make that happen and do it beautifully. There are some teams out there that are like, I don't know where in the world to start. That's why you would want to have somebody that can help introduce and how to help hold your hand through the process. The first step in a perio protocol process is getting your team calibrated. It's not just the hygienist, it's everybody that works on the team because I need my doctor to understand periodontal disease and how severe it is. I need the hygienist to know it so they can identify and treat it. I need the assistants to know it so they can identify it right? What are assistants over there doing? They're over there constantly uh, stopping bleeding so that they can take a great impression or a great scan, right? So I need the assistant to know it. And I need the admin team to know it too, because they're on the phone. If a patient changes, creating the, the value of keeping an appointment, and they're also filing our insurance claims and and helping patients get from their insurance companies what they deserve. So everybody on the team's got to be super calibrated. What periodontal disease is, what we believe about it, how we as a team want to treat it, and how do we start today? One of the most common questions we hear is, Uh, How do I tell Mrs. Smith that I've been taking great care of for all these years that now she has periodontal disease? And it's really, really simple. Once everybody's clear, you're just going to say to Mrs. Smith, you know, Mrs. Smith, you remember last year I talked about, you know, getting a Sonicare power brush. You remember the year before that, we talked about how to floss more the year before that, I suggested you come in more frequently for a a cleaning. We've tried all those things and we've not gotten the results we had hoped. It's time for us to do something different. And that difference is periodontal therapy. So we can just Communicate really well and easily with our patients. That is a common roadblock for a lot of hygienists. And it's that simple. You know how I know it's simple? It's already in your notes. You've written down how you've taken great care of them all these years. And that is not working. So now it's time to do something different. It's a simple solution. So yeah, getting a team with a periodontal, Program going, you got to have somebody to hold your hand. You got to have somebody to share the tips and the tricks with you. But the first step of doing that is getting everybody on your team really, really calibrated on what it is, what we're trying to accomplish, what we want to do next.
1: I think that's awesome. You just get the whole team involved and everyone understands. And really, it's a team effort. It is. And, and I love the communication advice that you gave on how to talk to your patient. I feel like that was very beneficial for so many hygienists that just don't know how to say that to their patient. So, yeah, yeah I have a question about periodontal disease. Is it possible for someone that has periodontal disease to go back to normal profes if you give them the treatment they need or it's rare that that would happen? Okay,
0: that is a great question. And remember that 1110, what's that? That's our Profi code. 1110 is considered a preventative. So we're preventing disease by doing that service. Mm -hmm. And it's in a healthy environment. Now, what do we know about periodontal disease? Periodontal disease is an infection. And you can have healthy with a reduced periodontium? So the answer is yes, you can get a patient back to an eleven ten. 10 I will let you know what I know confidently about periodontal disease. It's hard to keep that at bay. That would require lots of effort in the office and at home. So the answer is yes, it can happen the probability is not really high. Was yeah. that a clear answer?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's great because you're so dependent on so many pieces of the puzzle in order for that to happen. That's right. Yeah, it's and, and you know, I, can, I, I hear Dennis all the time and hygienists all the time, you know, talking about, you know, brushing, like you said, flossing. And uh, there's a good chunk of the population that they say they're going to be good, but it's a daily effort and they're not always as good as they think they're going to be, right?
0: That's right. And so it's our job, right, to educate and inspire them to want to uh, do a better job at home. And if our patient says, I'm never going to floss, great. Now that I know that, let me introduce you to The Sonicare Power Flosser. Like, let me give you something, a tool that you will use. I love a rubber tip. Most underutilized way of keeping teeth clean at home, in my opinion. I love a rubber tip. And a lot of people don't even think to to offer that as a solution for patients. Because we're just humans. If the patient tells you they're never going to floss, Don't chastise them. Reward them. Thank you for telling me the truth. I'm not going to beat my head up against the brick wall for the next 10 years trying to get you to floss. Let me introduce you to something different.
1: I love that. I love that. I think that's a great way to handle that situation. And so it sounds like is perio maintenance different for every patient, like as far as treating perio or is it pretty much the same? Uh no it is different for every patient right
0: so periodontal maintenance is that we're maintaining the level of disease a lot of people don't realize that in a 4910 code the periodontal maintenance code it says that you can do site specific Periodontal therapy. So when people ask, well, "Why is this periodontal maintenance one and a half times more than the pro code if it's the same?" Well, it's not the same. One's healthy and one's disease, and we treat disease differently than we do health. Right? So site specific periodontal therapy in a in a periodontal maintenance appointment can happen that's why that code it it applies for that code and that's why that fee is associated a little higher for that code and what do we know about periodontal patients well they have unhealthy bacteria in their mouth and it's our job to utilize our ultrasonics in that appointment to really disturb that biofilm to get all those unhealthy bacteria disinfected or, or, you know, killed for lack of a better word. That's our goal is to kill that bad bacteria with our ultrasonics in that periodontal maintenance appointment.
1: Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think it did. You know, there is different, a different treatment for each patient. And, you know, that's kind of tricky as a hygienist to know exactly how to set that up for each individual patient. Yeah, it can be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that you do is you actually go into the dental practice and you work with teams. Yeah. How do they, are they receptive to you? Are they nervous when you come into the practice? Absolutely. Who's not nervous?
0: Right. So I will tell you, I, too, have had what well, in the 30 years I was practicing hygiene, I had a couple of different coaches come in to to coach us. And, you know, the doctor always makes that decision. And what's the first thing we as hygienists or dental assistants or admin think? Oh, I'm doing something wrong. No, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. We're looking for all the things that you're doing right and we're also looking for ways that we could impact your day to make it, one, easier for the team, two, easier and better for the patient. Because here's what I know about all team members. You, too, wanted to be healthcare providers. And that's why you're in the business that you're in. So that's, that's the common goal. Are people, especially hygienists, nervous when I come walking through the door? Absolutely, they are. And I embrace that been there done that myself and i hope that they understand usually within the end of the first day i've got friends cuz they realize we're we're just colleagues we're all working together to take great care of our communities and our patients so it can be stressful but it usually works itself out in the in the first day
1: I love that. Well, you're so approachable and easy to talk to. I bet it's just a matter of you getting in there and letting them know that you're just like them and you, you know, you've been there and done that and you're just there to help. And you're all exactly what you said. You're all on the same page. So that's, that's great. Well, you know, we have learned a lot today about how you can help the hygiene department and the opportunities that are there to, to bring in more revenue, to set up different protocols so that you the team can all be on the same page when it comes to patient care and just being more profitable in the office. And it sounds to me like the hygiene department is a huge piece of the puzzle when it comes to that for the dentist.
0: It is. It's the backbone of the practice. And when that hygiene department's running and humming really well, hitting all those benchmarks and keeping it going, you, your
1: practice is going to stand up nice and tall and proud. It's the backbone. I love it. I love it. So so you are offering the opportunity to schedule an opportunity assessment, right, within your organization. You're with Inspired Hygiene. Yes, I'm with Inspired Hygiene.
0: Our company was founded by Rachel Wall. Everybody knows Rachel Wall. And if you don't know Rachel Wall, you should. She's a little powerhouse. Um. So we, what we would love to offer for all you listeners, if you want to know what your hygiene opportunities are, go to inspiredhygiene.com forward slash talk forward slash and schedule some time, chat with us. We're happy to, to help and, and see what is your opportunities there for you and your hygiene department. Um, happy to do that for anybody that wants to reach out to us. And hopefully, can we just put that link here in the podcast notes for the
1: audience? Absolutely. I'll put it in the in the notes and then they'll have that link available so that they can come to your team and just even just talk about the situation and get a member of your team in there. You've got a great team that you work with. I know Rachel Wall really well. She is an amazing woman and just has built an amazing company with Inspired Hygiene. And she is so lucky to have you, Emmy. I'm just grateful that to know both of you. And we are um getting to the end of our podcast, but we are excited that we've had Emmy here today. Um, thank you so much for joining the Growing Your Dental Business podcast. And and we hope that you have a great rest of your week and rest of your day. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.
0: The purpose of this podcast is to interview the consultants within our eAssist Consultant Network. This podcast is for informational purposes only. For more details, please visit the homepage of this podcast platform at dentalbilling.com. Thanks for listening.